Hello and welcome to episode 218 of How About This? This episode is uh, a first for us. Uh, we took this little recorder that I'm recording on right now to the cricket uh, on uh, the second day of the Boxing Day test in Melbourne. And we all, uh, at various points during the day, uh, departed the other two and went up the very back row of the Great Southern Stand and recorded monologues um, over the course of the day. It was a very, very hot day, uh, so you will hear our drunkenness and weariness, um, uh, I guess, uh, mount over the course of the day. Each of us have no idea what the other people did. Uh, we just came back and handed the recorder back. Uh, my first record uh, was, I realised, on quite low volume, uh, so I'll try to up it in the mix, uh, and then uh, everything else was uh, a much better input level. Um, so I hope you enjoy this experiment. Uh, join us for our this uh no our reminiscmus episode uh we'll pop that up on new year's eve uh we hope you have a safe time on new year's eve and new year's day and uh, we'll talk to you again soon okay bye 11:03 a.m. 27th of december mcg half a beer in jason's rant time Hello, listeners. Uh, this is an experiment. I'm uh, sitting about uh, 12 rows behind Rick and Carl in the very back row of the Great Southern Stand, looking directly down the pitch. Uh, Mitchell Stark is bowling, uh, and India are smashing runs through the slip cordon for four. Uh, I came here yesterday. Uh, the boys went here, of course. Uh, I, I came with uh, people from... Uh, all over the world, uh, from uh, Amsterdam, from Paris, and from the USA, and uh, it was it was an education. It was a shit day's cricket. Look, the pitch here is terrible. There's no other way to put it. But what I'd like to start off with today. Oh, geez, the shadow of a plane just went right across the ground. Never seen that before. Jeez, that's scary though, isn't it? How low is that plane flying? Was that, we were speculating before that there should be a drone. Like, why hasn't someone just flown a drone from the stands into the middle of the ground uh, with a picture of a naked man on it? It's like the New Age streaking. That, that would be fun. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, so I was here uh, yesterday with the cricket, uh, but uh, I, I came about maybe half an hour before the game, and, and when we come, when Rick and Carl and I come, we like to rock up very early. We like to arrive around 9 uh, or so, about an hour and a half before play, so we can stroll through the gates. And uh, yesterday I came, the train was packed, it was half an hour before, and people were yelling at each other at the train doors the last four or five stations before the, uh, last four or five stations before the uh, MCG, Richmond Station. There was no room for people to get on, so there was a panic and rushing, and, and uh, it just wasn't a good environment to be in. Then got off the train, and, you know, it felt like... Uh, uh, it felt like some sort of uh, crazy sporting death march. There was just, everyone was just crammed together like sardines. All the way out to the gate. The gate was crazy. Bag check was crazy. Well, don't get me started on bag checks. Guys, you can basically bring anything you want into the MCG. Uh, you can stick it down your pants. You can do anything. Uh, they don't check. The bag check, I opened one compartment of my bag. Uh, 
And uh, I, I started unpacking stuff, going, hey, look, I don't have anything. And they're like, no, no, it's all right, mate. What are you? And they looked at me like I was crazy. But uh, so I got in, and we got in, and we sat down just before the first ball yesterday. And I'll tell you what, I was frazzled. Um, as frazzled as the Australian cricket team was by the end of yesterday. Uh, it was a good day, though. It was a shit day as cricket, but it was a good day. Talking with friends. You know, a day at the cricket's not defined just by the cricket. Um, with the Australian cricket team playing the way they are, you, you have to define it in other ways. So I spent good quality time talking to good people, and that was great. But this morning, because I came a good hour earlier, i tell you what, it was like the sun was shining. I got on the train, hardly anyone was on the train, just a few other early cricket goers. We looked at each other, we gave each other a smile. It was like, yeah, you got this. Got off at the MCG. Oh, there's a ball past the head of Vera Coley from Mitchell Stark, now it's over. Uh, look, anything's exciting, ball past the head, anything here, because Australia playing shit. So I got off the train, and I just, I don't, oh, oh, it just so happened that Rick was got to Richmond Station at the same time, so we met, we hugged, we uh, walked to the walked to the MCG together, nice gentle stroll, hardly anyone else around, and uh, yesterday, because I was in such a, such a rush, I just didn't, I didn't get a jam ball donut. And if there's one thing, that you've got to start the day with at the MCG is a hot jambal donut. And I didn't do that, Essendon. I felt all wrong. Today, got to the MCG, they hadn't even started cooking the jambal donuts. I had to wait a little bit. That's all right. I waited, got a jambal. Tell you what, it's the fucking best thing ever. Strolled up, no one in the stands, got our seats. Uh, and then after everyone started sitting around us, moved our seats uh, up a, a, a bit. So other guys are sitting about halfway up the, the Great Southern Stand in the uh, 1920 section looking straight down the pitch. We've spread out. Uh, we've man-spread all over the place. It's a, it's a great day. So it was... Um, it was Carl's taking a photo of me right now uh, doing this. Uh, it was a uh, very... It was such a different experience getting in the ground. And, and I feel like I'm in the right place to, to share some podcasting thoughts this morning. Um, there's been a few requests online, uh, maybe to have some visitors or guests uh, come in, uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to there. So, look, I'm just checking in. It's the first session. It's 11 o'clock. Uh, we've watched a half an hour of cricket. Absolutely nothing's happened. Uh, maybe some runs got scored. Um, and uh, that's about it. I'm sure you get this update three times over. Uh, this is how this is happening. Uh, we are all grabbing, each grabbing the microphone at various points, we're grabbing the recorder. And we are uh, sitting in the back row away from each other. So we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, or anything like that and uh, we'll hear it uh, when you do getting all pieced together so uh, here we go this is uh, the how about this live from the cricket special Uh, alright first report out Uh, g'day it's Rick here it's getting close to midday it's my first record I've had a couple of beers and the cricket is you know it's the untrained eye, it looks like not much is happening, but for some reason I'm very, very engrossed. I feel like if I was watching it on television, I might be finding it a little more pedestrian. But being here, watching it all happen, I don't know. I'm quite enjoying the slow motion tussle as it unfolds. Um, there's something about the zen of cricket. Uh, I like all aspects of it, so I won't apologise. I'm happy to be here, and I will enjoy every tedious moment. Uh, that's just the way I roll. Uh, the Christmas season hasn't it been wonderful. I hope you've all enjoyed it, listeners. 
Uh, I know I have. It's a miraculous time of year where things happen and family gathers and food is et. Um, you know, I feel like I ate my fair share of food, but in a sensible way. You know, you've got to be sustainable, but also not think too hard about it over the Christmas period. That's what I find is useful. Never focus too much on what's actually happening. That way the Christmas miracle can continue on and on forever until the end of time. Um, I'm sorry if my sound quality is no good. What am I? Jason's not here to fix my levels, to tell me um, where I'm talking, where I shouldn't be talking. I feel a little lost. This is exciting. Uh, Jason's an old pro at the you know, solo rant, but here I am. I don't have the X Games to look at while I'm doing it. I, all I have is cricket, which is in many ways the opposite of X Games. Um, and t- to be honest, um, it's do, do I like not having the other two weighing me down? Do I feel free? Do I feel liberated? Do I feel like this is the me I was always meant to be? Or do I feel a little lost and alone and afraid um, and craving the sweet embrace of my fellow uh, HBT compadres, wishing they would give me some sweet banter to push up against. Uh, I don't know. I feel like for this little um, record, you know, for, for phase one, I'm, I'm happy to freestyle um, and just keep talking for a few minutes um, because, I mean, if, if I can do anything, I can talk for five minutes. Um, oh, it's the end of the over. It's the end of the over, guys. Um, the, the announcer is saying things. The the, the fielders are moving in different directions. Um, it's a real hubbub here at the MCG. Um, in in many ways, it's some of the most exciting action we've seen so far in, in between overs when all the fielders scurry to different positions. Um, but in other ways, you know, it's the opposite of what I want from cricket, all this movement, Ugh. all this action. You know, find a spot to field and stay there. I don't care if it's at the end of the over. Just field there from the other end you know it's all good just keep the aesthetic and that feeling that not much is is moving i want it to feel like a time lapse situation in reverse um but later on i think i might do some some random facts um because i feel like you know even though this is a, a weird little cricket monologue podcast i've got to throw some random facts in there i'm only human uh, i'm not um uh, i'm not going to completely disregard everything that I am, every fibre of my being, I'm going to be true to who I am. And who I am is a dispenser of random facts sourced from one particular internet site. Um, I wonder who put all those facts on. I should really track down who's been providing me with list upon list of random facts to trawl through. They've really provided an anchor for me as a person and as a podcaster. Um, but we'll see how we go. I mean, I might forget that. As I said, I'm, I'm two beers in now. Um, by the time it's, I'm on the next rotation, it could be at the more messier end of the afternoon. Uh, so we'll see. But um, I know, once I make a promise, you know what I'm like, listeners. Um, I'm not one to, to back down. I occasionally follow through with what I've said. So stick fat. Everything's going to be okay. I will give you that which you crave if I remember to do it Um, but also hey everyone makes mistakes and number one rule of improv embrace failure Um, it's not the number one rule uh, but I like to rank all rules equally I'm very 
Mm, even-minded like that. Um, so today, it's the number one rule. All, can you hear that applause echoing through the speakers? That was the sound of a batter hitting a ball past some fielders to score some runs. That's the sort of red-hot action you're likely to experience here at the MCG if you come down uh, of a summer. And um, I was here to witness it. So uh, everyone who's not here should feel a little sad that they didn't experience that little glimmer of action, genuine cricket action of bat hitting ball through gap four runs. Not They didn't score four runs. Um, I, w- I would have said that. That would have been a much bigger cheer as well. Um, what I like about the sort of plodding nature of, um, of the MCG test matches these days is that any action gets applause. Um, it really unites the countries. There's no longer us versus them. Um, so if India, you know, the team that we're playing against, if they score runs, everyone here is happy because it means that something has occurred and we can all get behind that. Um, we can all embrace that. And I, I, as a, you know, as a breaking down of barriers, you know, where else is that going to happen except in a day of cricket where the action, we are so starved for action that anyone doing something is exciting for all. Um, I think there's a, probably a, um, a global sort of geopolitical lesson that we could learn from this sort of um, situation. Because in a, in a more fast-paced thing, we would be nowhere near as excited if our opposite team was to score runs. But here at the MCG on day two of a what's most likely going to be a long, drawn-out, uh, unexciting test match... Any glimmer of action is worth celebrating en masse. Um, and if we as a society can't draw truth from that, then, then we're not really trying to draw at all, are we? We've put our drawing pencils away and we've hung up our drawing caps and we've said no to drawing in general because you could accidentally draw some truth from that. Um, you could fall over and draw something. And it would be some truth from that. But I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. All right? I'm not going to enforce the drawing, am I? I'm not the draw police. Um, but there are a lot of police here. There's a large police presence. Whenever there's a huge gathering of people, we need a police presence to make us feel like, you know what? There is order in the chaos. No matter what happens, there's someone here in high-vis vests and, uh, and weapons. And that makes you feel somehow less safe, but also more safe. It's a contradiction, police presence, isn't it? Um, one that I don't understand, um, but will spend my life trying to. Because all we are is a quest for understanding. Oh, shit, I just checked the time. I've been talking for way too long. You know what? I can ramble. Um, these sort of, we're sort of aiming for five-minute-y kind of slots, and um, I've realised, I don't know if that's going to accommodate my ability to to talk Um, but hey we'll see what happens thanks for listening G'day listeners it's Carl here I'm at the cricket the time is I have no idea I don't have my phone with me uh, anyway, it's, it's something o'clock, and I've had two beers, and everything's going great, except for the cricket, which is boring as fuck. Uh, anyway, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was great, thanks for asking. I know you didn't really ask, it's just a, you know, one-way conversation, but, uh, you know, a bit of call and response. Uh, anyway, 
my Christmas is good. I uh, saw my mum and my stepdad and my sister, etc. on Christmas Day. And uh, then on Boxing Day yesterday, I saw my mother-in-law's family. So yeah, pretty crazy, all good. My son, Alexander, who's eight, uh, made out like a bandit. Got some awesome things, like a kayak. What the fuck? Anyway, I, um, what am I going to talk about? Let's just uh, talk about how I got here today. Uh, Jason had a really smooth ride, he said, and I had uh, a really smooth ride in as well. So I left my house, and the light turned green as I got to Glen Huntley Road, so I just walked straight across the road. And then I walked into the platform at Elstonwick, and it's a big ramp down to the platform, and there's a train sitting there. And I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to make that. Anyway, I uh, sprint down the ramp, because I'm like a gazelle, and some dude starfishes the door open for me, like he's standing there with half his, half his body in, half his body out of the train, so the train couldn't close the door. Uh, and I jumped in the train. I almost high-fived him. Uh, he was also going to the cricket, and my carriage was full of men going to the cricket. Uh, so, you know, you feel that kind of kindred spirit and everyone's giving each other a nod and little waves and winks and a bit of touchy-feely here and there in those, you know, those little seats that are behind the main seats. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, then I got uh, to Richmond, cruised through because we came early, walked straight in, and I think from my house to sitting down at the cricket was 20 minutes, which is pretty nuts. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, what else? Let's see. Uh got a request to talk about gut health might do that a bit later yeah so I hope you all had an awesome Christmas I hope you uh, saw your loved ones if you have loved ones maybe you don't have any loved ones I don't know maybe you just like hate everyone Uh, that's understandable some people out there suck ass so yeah well something almost happened an umpire almost got killed on the ground that would have been exciting there's nothing happening in this test match it's uh, as boring as hell it's insanely hot I'm sitting there and I'm sweaty uh, and we're drinking mid-strength beer, which I think they water down as the day goes on because I have, a couple of years ago, drank so much beer that I should have been dead. I'm not a big drinker, uh, and I drank so much, and we had this, like, plastic cup snake thing that was taller than us. Like, it was so big. And we were all fine. Um, hardly drunk at all. And we spent lots of money for the privilege. Uh, anyway... Yeah, maybe just sit in silence for a while and let you guys just chill out while you're doing this. Brie Baker, do you still listen to this podcast? Are you going to sleep to this? Brie Baker? I don't know. Maybe you are. There's some guy standing down there. He's got a weird backpack on and it's got something over his head. I don't know if he is the safety instructions of how to leave this place in uh, case of a terrorist attack. There's some Where's Wally guys. They're hilarious. There's like five of them. I don't know who initiated that. I'm pretty. It was like a someone sent a text. Goes, guys, guys, got a great idea. Where's Wally? And they're like, oh, Darren, Darren, you've done it again. <laughs> Fuck, Darren, you are just. Where does it come? From? I don't know, Darren. Jeez, man, just jeez. Uh, we've got some young guys. I don't know if any of the other guys have spoken about them. There's. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five of them. Uh, and <laughs> Jason said they're virgins, and I think they are. And a lot of them have shaved legs, so I don't know if that's a virgin thing or maybe they're just like elite athletes um, who would probably be virgins because all they do is train and play sports. Maybe they play the sports ball. I don't know. I don't know anything about cricket anymore. I used to love cricket, but now I just uh, don't give a fuck. 
Uh, but I love coming and watching sport. And I love coming and hanging out with Rick and Jays. It's always such a nice thing to do at the end of the madness that is Christmas. I mean, it's good madness. Kind of sad, happy. You know, it's all the emotions at Christmas time, I find. And um, oh, we always know we've got this in our pocket. So it's like you go through whatever you need to go through and then you get to turn up as a, as a trio and we sit down and we just mong out and it's fucking awesome it's one of my uh, highlights of the year it's one of my favourite things to do and I love when you come out and you walk up the steps and you look over the ground and it's just like fuck man this is awesome MCG is a fucking amazing place except apparently Rick was saying the pitch is so shithouse that um, if, if we get to merit points or something and if we fuck up there might not be a test here at, at a certain point, like next year or the year after or something, if we get enough points. Which, uh, considering it's the MCG, and it's one of the biggest, best sporting grounds in the world, and it's their Boxing Day test, which is the biggest test in the world, as far as I'm aware, in terms of crowd size, uh, that would be a fucking shame. Anyway, I think I'm done. I think that's probably about five minutes. I think that's what we're trying to hit. Um, lots of arms. Lots of what am I going to talk about? I'm sure that'll, uh, you know, well, announcement, important announcement. Oh, okay, apparently patrons are advised disorderly or offensive conduct may result in eviction and an on-the-spot fine of $1,138. So if you guys get on a Patreon right now and just, like, pump us up really quick, I'll do a nudie run, like, full nudie run. And I've got a mole on my butt, on my right butt cheek that's about the size of a five-centimeter piece that my mum, uh, five-centimeter piece, it's about, it's about the size of a five-cent coin. Sorry, I think I got a heat stroke. Um, so I'm sure that'll get picked up on camera and stuff. Also, my mum used to tell me that that was a birthmark, which is like completely and utterly not true. It's just a big fucking mole on my butt. So I'll be butt boy, butt mole boy, mole butt boy, mole butt boy. That sounds cool. I'll be mole butt boy if you uh, pump us up and we can cover that fine. Uh, I'll report back how that's gone once I see our, uh, our, our credit jump up. All right, I think I'm done. I have no idea how to turn this thing off. Whoa, that was an awesome shot. And I'm going to say goodbye on that. Rick Brown has stood up. It's so good. I think he just got his 100. A guy just got his 100. Some Indian dude who just... They're hugging. Guys, they're hugging. They're fucking hugging. He's, he's waving his bat in the air. They're fist pumping. They hugged. The crowd is on its feet. Mainly Indian supporters and Rick Brown. I can't even see Jason. I think Jason's gone to the toilet. No, Jason's getting beer. I can see him coming up. I'm going to go. I'm going to drink some beer and I'll be back with you later. Love ya. Bye. Hello. I am back for my second record. Uh, three and a half beers in. It is 1.30pm in the afternoon. Uh, the second over of the second session. Australia's been lacklustre. It's the right way to say it, I think. But I found a way to make it entertaining. So, Hazelwood is running into bowl right now. He bowls down the... He leaves and... So I just do that after every ball and it makes everything more entertaining for some reason. Uh, the Australians are... Jeez, they're on their heels. It's, uh, it's problematic. Um, it's very, very hot here at the MCG. If you go downstairs to get a beer, it cools off a bit in the top two stairs. As you come back up into the Great Southern Stand is uh, an alarming raise in, in the heat rate. Uh, here we go. Cummins. Oh, is it Cummins bowling? Not Hazelwood. I think he should be called Hazel should get a wicket. Thank you very much. I'll show myself out. 
I won't. It's a long way. I'm going to sit here and, and, and just take it. Uh, another block straight uh, in the middle of the bat there. Not threatening at all. Uh, who's on strike right now? It is Coley on strike right now. Uh, we've already seen a sentry today from Pajara. And we're looking uh, back for... Uh, Coley's looking threatening to get a sentry as well. Um, Century comes, it's going to be very, very entertaining. Um, oh, oh, what's, what's this? Is this an apparition I see? Oh, he's just chipped that off his legs. It's dripping down for a, a long towards the boundary for a three runs. Fielded there, thrown back in straight over the bales. But Jesus, it's looking easy. It's looking easy. Uh, it looks like India are going to. Uh, up the pace a little bit in this second session, which is welcome for us, the fans. But look up, guys! I'm, <laughs> I'm really freaked out right now. There's a there's a ghost right next to me. Uh, it's 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 trying to get my attention. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, hi. Uh, who who are you? Don't you know me? Is it is it the ghost of Richie Benno? That's right. It is. It's the ghost of Richie Benno. Uh, Cummins just runs in, bowls over the wicket. Coley ducks under and it goes through the pane. Oh my god, you'd... so you just float around the top deck of the MCG and, and commentate. I am where cricket is everywhere. Oh, so you, you're omnipotent. You're an omnipotent cricket god, ghost. That's right. Uh, I'm here for you and you too and you too and you too. Uh, not the band though, don't like the band. A little too rocky for mine. I uh, like a good old uh, Benny Goodman swing band was my speed. Oh, cool. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't. I, I just I really want Rick and Carl to turn around right now so you see me sitting right next to Richie Benner. <laughs> uh, so, Richie, what do, you, what do you think of the uh, new coverage? Well, I never thought I'd see the day when Channel 9 lost the cricket coverage. I mean, I died. It goes downhill, doesn't it? I mean, Channel 7 have... Yes, they have fucking screens and Michael Slater. Of all the bloody things to take from Channel 9 to Channel 7, they took Michael Slater. Not happy. That man, he's not in my good books. Really? Richie. Wait, what did he do to you? Stole a tart. Slater stole your tart? Yes, that's right. Stole my tart. Well, if anyone is stealing tarts... You don't steal Richie's tart. That's what I said. Everyone knows you don't touch a tart that belongs to Ben O. Okay, well, uh, uh, do you have ghost tarts? No, but I have ghost farts. <laughs> oh, that's just gone straight over his head. He's ducked under it. Not threatening at all. Three to Tim Payne. Uh, no score. <laughs> this is a uh, this is uh, a bit that I, I, I think should end with. One of my favourite shows, that. Curb your enthusiasm. And the Australians' enthusiasm is curbed right now as they sit on their heels, hands on their hips. Stark runs in. Oh. Gee, Cole has got a bottom edge on that. He's hit straight into the ground, trying to hook it down to leg. He's practising the swing again. He's hit it straight into the ground. Stark's had no luck. 
Richie, this is this is. Can I have the thing back? I'm, I'm, I'm talking. No, you fucking can't. Excuse me. What did you call me? I said no, you fucking can't. I'm just not used to hearing you swear. Did you say you can't? That's right. I said you can't have it back. You can't. Alrighty, listeners. Uh, It's just gone past 2.30. It's Rick here again. Uh, India are now four for 3.20-something. So we've seen some wickets fall... Um, we've seen some action we've um, had a chance to stand and cheer and all is right with the world uh, what I'm going to do now guys is I'm going I'm to hit you with some random facts because uh, we don't want to break with tradition completely even though we are mixing shit up like crazy motherfuckers um, oh, uh, drink update look I'm about four beers uh, I might have switched to vodka lime and soda because I'm a classy guy alright and you can't pigeonhole me All right, I'll mix and match um, my life is a series of um, you know, random decisions that come together to form a linear pattern that is quite predictable in many ways, but uh, I like to think it keeps me fresh. Um, here's a random fact, guys. Pizza wasn't popular in USA until after World War II when US troops, including Dwight Eisenhower, FYI, returned home from occupied Italy with an appreciation for Italian pizza. So I've got to tell you guys, uh, once again, war comes through with the goods. Um, you know, war has its downsides. We can all agree on that. But every now and then, it helps spread delicious cuisines the world over. Um, those the cheeky little soldiers travelling the world, getting mixed up in, uh, in the fracas. They, um, they, ate, they ate some good food. And uh, they had a hankering. When they got back home, they're like, you know what? We saw a lot of death. Um, we suffered a lot. Uh, we're different people than we are now than when we left. But I tell you, when we're over there, um, you know, hip deep in blood... Uh, I ate some good food. It was flat. Uh, it was dough-like. It was covered in delicious sauces and toppings. And I wouldn't mind if we could eat more of it. And even though now that we're home in the US of A. And they went straight to, uh, to the president, Dwight Eisenhower. And they said, hey, Dwight, can we call you that? And they're like, sure, we fought in the war. Um, I feel like you've earned that. Uh, and they said, Dwight, get us some of that pizza, bro. And he said, done. Uh, and ever since then, America has tried to low-key pretend that they invented pizza. And um, who are we to stop them? They get very annoyed when you try to stop them from doing stuff. Um, that has been proven time and time again, and I'm not about to start. Um, guys, listeners, uh, listen up. Another random fact. Jesus could not have actually been named Jesus because the letter J did not exist until later in history. His original name was Yeshua, as I'm sure some of your religious buffs out there already know. Earlier versions of the Bible referred to Jesus as Jesus. Um, so get your facts straight. Um, I don't know why we threw a J in there. I don't know what we were thinking. Did we just think it was more pleasing on the palate? Um, a more, you know, commanding sound? Because it was a bit more, it was a bit more valley back in the day, wasn't it? Um, but you throw a J in there, instantly it's got a bit more, ooh, it's got a bit more clout, if you will. So perhaps that's just a some market research in action, early market research. They're like, look, this guy in the Bible, he's um, testing well, but people think his name's a little bit wishy-washy. So could we throw a more in-depth sort of ooh, commanding start to his name? And they said, sure. They went straight to Dwight, and Dwight okayed it. He had a mouthful of pizza. He didn't mind. He was happy to go with anything at that point. Um, well, this is the bit where I've got to 
Do you know asthmatics can cough up mucus casts of their airways? So the, the, the mucus in an asthmatic's lungs can get so sort of thick and uh, set in its ways that when they cough it up, it's an actual cast of their lungs. I don't know why that's not a, a sort of exhibition at, at Mona. That's the sort of thing. You know, you go through the vagina wall and then you have a look at the lung wall and the lung is just actual mucus casts coughed up by uh, asthmatics. I think asthmatics would be on board. They'd love to get stuck into a bit of um, you know, artistic endeavours where they get to cough up stuff that's theirs, hang it on a wall, say, look at that. That's just mucus, but the way I make it, it's art. It's, um, it's biology. It's anatomy. It's all these things wrapped up into one. Um, so come and, and all the school kids can come through and they could learn about biology and anatomy and art all at once. And asthma, that's a medical condition. You could learn about medical conditions. There's so many questions that are opened up by hanging mucus casts of asthmatics lungs on walls um so once again uh we are how about this is looking for some kickstarter money just to get our mucus cast wall up and running we could even do it on street corners i feel like it's a good busking endeavor other people play you know like guitars or violas uh they sing songs but we could just be standing there with a little tiny wall of mucus casts um, and if the people aren't throwing money in a hat for that, then I don't know people. Um, and as I've proven time and time again, I really I don't know people. So that adds up. In 1928, one, one more fact, because um, I like to leave it on a dreary sort of sad note, as I do with random facts. In 1928, up to 3,000 striking workers were murdered for the United Fruit Company in what is now known as the Banana Massacre. 3,000 striking workers. They tried to unite uh, and get better conditions. And the people that they were sort of striking against said, you know what, we might just kill you all. Um, That's the way to solve this whole striking situation. And back in those days, you're allowed to. Because the unions hadn't made palpable change yet. Back then, if, if if an employer was like, actually, the best bet is just for us to shoot the crowd, fire lots of bullets into the crowd, and we'll hire more people who are less willing to get shot. Um, and everyone else in the world was like, that's fair. It's your, it's your business. We don't want to get involved in your business practices. Um, but we sure do miss those banana workers. They were good people. Some of them were great. One of them was my dad. I miss him. Um, but eventually there was a bit of change. Um, uh, sadly, I can foresee a day when, um, when that sort of thing happens again. And everyone's like, yeah, I mean, it's their business. What are you going to do? Uh, and on that note, uh, I'm going to go back and watch some cricket and, and just mourn the loss of all the people who lost their lives in the Banana Massacre. Peace. Uh, hey, 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 hey. It's uh, Carl here for my second go at this. Uh, and it's about quarter past three. And I am on, what is that, beer six, which in real beer terms is probably about three beers. Because it's the weakest beer you've ever tasted in your life. Anyway, it is insanely hot here. And uh, we are sitting uh, in the Great Southern Stand, in the shade, really close to the back, so as high up as you can get. And we're still just sweating like pigs, doing absolutely nothing, which is uh, awesome fun. And it reminds me, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, there was a house I lived in, uh, in Yarraville, uh, back in about 2003... I reckon. And when we went to inspect the house, it's just a, like a little weatherboard. We walk in, um, and the house looks awesome. Really, it's small, but it's really nice. It's just for me and my 
soon to be wife. It's my wife now, Miriam. And um, there's two Germans living there. And I was like, why, why are you moving out of here? And they're like, oh, there's a heat. Oh, it's so hot. It's so hot in this house. We can't stand it anymore. We need to get out. Oh, it's so, so, it's so terrible. Ah, Aken Lieberschin. Is that a thing? Um, and we're like, oh, you silly Germans. You're just not used to the Australian, you know, it's like, it's Germany. It's where it's, it snows and it's cold and there's, you know, wolves because they like the cold, I think. Anyway, um, so we move into that house and it pits summer and it is the hottest place I have ever been. Like, it's hotter than it is today. So if it's, what, mid-30s here, it would be 40 inside. Like, it was hotter inside than it would be outside. And there was this weird kind of miasmaric kind of thing that would be probably about 20 centimetres from the carpet up uh, that was hotter than anything else in the house. So it would be up to the mid-chin level, it would be hotter. Like, like you were standing in, like, a pot of hot water. It was the weirdest thing ever. And then in winter, it was colder inside. Like, you would go outside and it would be warmer. Like, you'd wake up and you would be, like, having fog coming out of your mouth and out of your nose and stuff when you were breathing. It was the least insulated house I have ever lived in. Uh, and which is now a, a thing when I move house, that's the thing I measure it against. Like, is it double brick? Does it have aircon? Does it have blah, 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 blah? That I'm not going to uh, die in the arse in. Anyway, so i got some cricket stuff. Uh, this is the most fucking boring game I think I've ever seen and that's including the game two years ago uh, where it rained pretty much the whole time. This is more boring than that. But, I, so the MCG takes 100,000 people around that. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest sporting grounds in the world. So the guy that I was talking about earlier uh, that uh, when I was running for the train and he kind of starfished himself like made himself into a star and half of him was in the train and half of him was still on the platform so I could get on the train um, my earplug just fell out hang on okay so he's um, he does the thing it's awesome everything's great we get to the cricket we move seats about three times to get to a place where we're really happy and there's not a lot of people around us and I swear to god that three metres away from me is that dude a hundred thousand seats and that guy is three metres away from me um I don't know. I, is it? Should I go? I haven't said anything to him. I'm not sure what to do. And by the time you hear this, I'll be, you know, somewhere else, not here. So I can't really ask you for advice. But I, I don't know what to do. Do I say, hey, you saved the train for me today. Thanks, man. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Anyway, so today, uh, lunch. Rick goes off to buy some food before the lunch breaks to avoid the rush. Not that there's a lot of people here. And he comes back with a chicken schnitzel burger. And I'm like, okay, that looks all right. And then I go down to the food thing and I'm like, right, I'm going to buy the worst, shittiest looking food that I can buy here. And so I have a look around and I open up a burger thing and it looks disgusting. I'm like, I might get that. And then I saw uh, some sushi and I'm like, fuck that, I'm going to get the sushi. That is the worst. And then I remembered that I had to cancel a podcast because I had the squirts from, from um, some sushi. So I don't know if you can hear that. There's a fucking ground announcers just doing random shit uh, and it's really loud. Uh, so I decided not to do that, and I ended up getting the burger that Rick got, which was, I think, the worst piece of food I have ever eaten. Like, there was a, there was bread, and there was a schnitzel, and there was some like kind of coleslaw that I didn't get to until I'd gotten halfway through the burger. It it and it all just tasted exactly the same. 
and a good schnitzel is crispy on the outside and then on the inside it's like moist and soft and like a cloud like it's a beautiful thing a good schnitzel this was it was like eating a tyre just I, I don't even just the worst thing guys the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life anyway I ate three quarters of it and I'm just like I can't I can't do it it's just I can't it's so bad so I put it down and about two hours later in the stinking hot fucking crazy weather Rick Brown reaches down and picks up that chicken schnitzel burger and eats it but he has guts of steel and I'm sure he'll be fine but yeah just the worst thing one more quick thing before I go I'm in the toilet doing a pee because I've been drinking lots of beer and lots of power aid just to keep my fluids up uh, and I'm, I'm doing a pee come out one of the urinal no no I'm at the urinal and there's a guy who comes out one of the toilets who's done a crap uh, I'm assuming he did a crap it stunk and he came out of the thing so I'm thinking it was him we go over and wash our hands at sinks next to each other and I'm, I'm sort of you know washing my hands doing the soap thing also, if you're going to, just a you know, small tangent, if you're washing your hands, apparently you need to sing Happy Birthday twice and with, when you're washing with like hand soap or something like that to kill the germs. If you just like go, oh, la, 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 some water, uh, you haven't actually done anything. And if you've done a shit and you do that, then you've done nothing at all. So you've got to, count, you've got to sing Happy Birthday twice uh, and that kills all the germs. Now, I don't know if you do the hip hip hooray, I guess, like, if it's a really kind of shitty shit, like, just a, like, whoa, whoa, mother of God, kind of crap, uh, maybe do the hip 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 hooray as well. Uh, so we're standing next to each other, washing our hands at the sink, and then I am still washing, and he finishes, instead of going to the hand dryer or getting a paper towel, he stands there and starts vigorously shaking his hands, and there is water going all over me from his hands that he has been in the and he didn't wash he didn't use soap he just wets his hands for like two seconds and starts shaking all over the place and I'm getting his I've just done a shit uh, water all over my hands and it's like over the back of my head over the back of my neck back of my arms I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts so I couldn't really feel it there all down the back of my legs like just fucking soaked with his shit hand water uh, so, yeah, that's, you know, happy days. Happy days. Also, uh, when you flush the toilet, uh, <laughs> Rick and Jason aren't here to stop this. Uh, when, when you've um, done a pee or done a shit, put the seat down, because when you flush the toilet, uh, pee or feces gets sprayed out in the fine misty water that comes around when you, you know, your toilet does its thing. Uh, unless you've got like super poop and then you should like just bring other people in with you uh, and then flush it and everyone can sort of inhale and get a uh, super healthy guts uh, that's the new service I'm providing it's uh, called uh, Uber Shits anyway I think I'm done uh, I think we're coming back for one more I, I think I'm at peak drunkness because now after they do the tea break um, they just basically give you amber coloured water it's just not even beer anymore uh, but we're going to do another one uh, each, and um, I don't know. Have we done any of your content that we asked for? <laughs> Probably fucking not. Anyway, I hope you're uh, having an awesome day. I am sweating balls. I don't know what that means. Oh, no, I guess balls get sweaty. It is weird that the balls are on the outside of the body. I mean, I understand that they're there to, you know, keep cool and things like that, but why make them so sensitive, you know? Like, if you're going to have balls, why can't they be, like, just, you know, you've got, like, 
the skin that's on your, the soles of your feet, you know, protecting your balls from things. Because seriously, if you flick that bit of the bass deference, bang, it's like fucking end of days down in your pants. Um, okay, I'm going to go. All right, bye now. p.m. 27th of December Boxing Day Test Day 2 Third session Nathan Lyon just bowled a uh, exciting over Peter Siddle was subbed on uh, for one (laughs) over as a substitute teacher and he dropped a catch Teacher? Fielder Substitute teacher and fielder I'm sure he taught some lessons of how not to catch a ball that was insane. Uh, I have lost count of drinks. I think it's up to six or seven. A couple of drinks ago, we switched to spirits, so we're on uh, Canadian Club Dry and Lime. Uh, I'd like to apologise for my Richie Benno bit earlier. I mean, it wasn't me. It was the ghost of it was the ghost of Richie Benno, but uh, I would like to apologise. So, as such, uh, my time with you uh, in this final session will be short uh, but I will hand over to someone who's had a few requests uh, via the Facebook page uh, Pat Cummins is bowling now and well, what do you know, they blocked it and did nothing oh, Nathan Lyon's coming back on so it's going to be very exciting um, he had a very exciting last over but look, you don't want to hear me uh, so let me uh, introduce you, my friend, Werner Herzog. Hello. Hello, Jason. Thank you. This is my first day watching the game that you call cricket. Um, as a European, I am familiar with said game, but I have never seen it in the flesh and I tell you that it is one of the most painstakingly beautiful games that I have ever seen it is like practicing Kama Sutra delay 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 the man who is bowling now has no hair his name is Nathan and he does a beautiful little dance as he approaches the pitch unlike the other men who seem to be running but what are they running from so far they run over and over again they must oh a a man with a bat hit the ball and it almost fell into the hands of another man it's an exciting game you know, I think the only thing that would make this game a lot better I just had to be quiet as two strangers came by and I tried to blend in with the wall so they wouldn't see me here uh, I um had something that I wanted to say. Uh, oh, Gary Lyon, Nathan Lyon is bowling. Uh, they say they call him Gary, uh, and it is uneventful and dull. My favorite. 
Um, I, uh, I, I, uh, my favorite bowler is uh, Pat Rick uh, Cumming. I uh, made a film called Cumming. Um, it was a series of doors uh, around the world which I would knock on and somebody with an intriguing voice on the other side would say, come in, and I would, and the only uh, part of them that you would glimpse was their arm or wrist, or perhaps a, a, a snippet of their apartment as I entered. It was a very successful movie in uh, southern Germany. Uh, come in by Werner Herzog. The man with the bald head uh, made the other man walk slowly back to the pavilion where he came from. This is astonishing. Um, I think he did it with uh, by hitting the man on the legs. Such a game of excitement. Uh, it uh, looked, uh, or was it caught? I, I, I hit him on the legs. Uh, very good uh, board man I like him a lot uh, he's uh, fun what were we talking about oh yes me and my movie comments um, look it up uh, by all means uh, you can download it uh, but just be careful uh, because there's a lot of other movies uh, with Cummings in the title and I don't want you to get uh, the wrong impression of my filmmaking it is very hot here I think both uh, I and Jason have heat stroke from uh, sitting in the stands all day um, Mr. Uh, Lyons is uh, ferociously um, yeah, uh, attacking the people they are now just standing in a circle in the middle of the field talking and patting each other on the bottom I uh, have an exclusion rule for my bottom quite simply because if you pat me on the bottom I will fart uh, I, it, it makes it awkward when I sit um, any sort of pressure around the cheeks would cause me to uh, expel gas uh, in an often humorous way. It makes uh, sitting in general quite amusing. Uh, but bun taps in recognition, I, I, I have to draw the line there. Of course, some people just tap me on the bum to make me uh, toot. But I, uh, I don't want to now. Mr. Cummins is bowling and for some reason the whole uh, place is very excited. And the man has hit it very far. And now the place is less excited. This is one of the most fantastic games that I have ever witnessed. And I would be back every year until I die. And then afterwards, I will haunt this place with the ghost of a Richard Benue. I would like to say, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I sat reflecting alone 
and watching the pine needles drop off my tree. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Uh, Werner, for that. Uh, look, everyone's excited. I'm, I'm going to go back to my uh, California club and dry. Uh, and I'll hand this back over. Uh, I hope this takes some sort of shape. I'm sure it will. And uh, uh, we'll talk to you later. Uh, bye. Oh, g'day, guys. That's me, David Beckham. Oh, look, it's getting pretty late in the day. It's uh, almost quarter to five. Uh, Rick couldn't make it. Uh, he lost count of how much he had to drink. He switched over to the cheeky little vodka limes and sodas and um, I don't think he can string a sentence together now so he sent me in to uh, do his last little bit of podcasting and I said no worries Rick you relax you put your feet up and uh, enjoy yourself so here I am I'm watching the cricket I tell you I don't get to watch a lot of cricket because when I was a professional football player I don't know if you knew that about me about David Beckham that I used to play the professional footballs uh, that kept me pretty busy. Even when the football wasn't, uh, you know, officially in the season, you had to do a lot of work. Uh, you had to do a lot of practice. Practicing your footy skills, you know, trying out different hairstyles, getting your fragrances uh, in order so you could release them for the Christmas market. There was a lot of things to take care of as a professional footballer. So I didn't get to see a lot of cricket. But I'm here at the Boxing Day Test. Um, they tell me it's... Uh, an iconic event um, and I'm watching it I don't know is, are all the pitches like this in professional cricket because it doesn't seem like this is the sort of pitch you would play a professional game of cricket on there's not a lot going on I mean they tell me today's been a little bit more interesting at the moment Nathan Lyon is bowling the ball some of them bowl the ball real fast but Nathan Lyon's a pretty slow one it's like he's doing um you know when you're at uh, like a Christmas event and there's a little kid batting and so you don't bowl proper fast? I feel like Nathan Lyon feels sorry for the Indian batsman and he's not doing his proper fast bowling because he's just kind of walking in and just rolling the arm over and doing real gentle little bowls. But the batsman, they don't 100% know what to do with him. Maybe they're only used to the fast bowlies. And so when Nathan Lyon comes in and rolls his arm over, they're like, oh, that was an unexpected uh, slow pace of bowling you've done there. I might just take it easy for a little bit and figure out what's going on. Um, and he's coming in again, and Nathan Lyon's going to bowl the bowlies, and the batsman just put a stick to, sticks his bat at it and lets the ball hit the bat, and the ball just kind of plods off the pitch a little bit. Some of the fielders move towards it in a sort of slow, unconcerned fashion. And um, that's been the kind of trend of the way things are gone today. Oh, something's happening. Well, there's a real bit of action here. Oh, hold on. There's a drinks cart coming onto the ground. Oh, this is unbelievable. The fieldsmen have really gotten amongst it now. They're all gathering around the drinks cart. Looks to be sponsored by Gatorade or similar. So the fieldsmen are real cock-a-hoop now. They're really like, they've come to life. A lot of them were standing around, hands on hips, Ah, but the side of that Gatorade van trundling onto the pitch has really given them a a second lease of life. I've never seen them so full of pep in their steps. Um, This could be the pivotal moment of the match because we all know that hydration is key. I mean, as a professional athlete, uh, which I was, I don't know if you knew that about David Beckham, uh, but I I played at a fairly elite level in my time. 
And um, always, I said to myself before I go out onto the pitch, I'd say, stay hydrated, David Beckham. And my teammates would say, who are you talking to, David Beckham? And I'd say, talking to myself, guys. It's just me, David Beckham. Reminder, David Beckham, to stay well hydrated. Um, and I'd do that. That was my ritual before I went on stage. Oh, no. It looks like they've initiated some kiss cam action here at the MCG. This is a pretty modern development, I understand. This is a very American um, development. Uh, the, they put the people on the big screen and they try to force them into sort of physical affection. In many ways, it's quite inappropriate. But David Beckham's not one to complain. And uh, as long as it's all been done in the right spirit, um, I'm not 100% against it. But if I feel like they start doing it in the wrong spirit, I'm going to shut it down. David Beckham's going to write an angry letter and say, no more kiss cam. Kiss cam's over. David Beckham says no. But at the moment, the crowd's loving it. They haven't had a lot to cheer about today, I tell you. Uh, But this drinks break has really brought them to life. There's kissing going on. Uh, They're loving the different pairings. Um, I feel like some people might have come here especially for kiss cam. Cricket, whatever. But when you get two people on screen who are being sort of peer pressured into kissing, I mean, that's sport, isn't it? That's sport. I feel like they might have put brother and sister on on the tally there, and it's not going too well. Uh, It's really caused a bit of tension. No one knows quite how to deal with it. Oh, they've gone the classic two men on the screen, which this is where it starts to get a little bit dodgy, isn't it? A little bit, uh, as David Beckham likes to say, heteronormative. Um, But they didn't dwell on it. They just did a little nod to it, um, and I expect better from Kiss Cam in the future. I expect Kiss Cam to try a little harder. All right, don't fall back on sort of um, the easy options, the cheap options, the uh, inappropriate options. Come on, Kiss Cam, lift your game. David Beckham says, lift your game, Kiss Cam. Um, I might make it my life's work to revolutionise Kiss Cam and make it something for the ages, uh, something we can all get behind with a real narrative. A real story arc. What if there was a villain? What if there was a Kiss Cam villain who sort of, oh, everyone was against, but then they had a change of heart and there was redemption? I mean, a lot can happen with Kiss Cam. It hasn't been explored yet. They keep going for the, the simple targets, the, um, the easy laughs. Uh, and I foresee a future where David Beckham's Kiss Cam revolutionises cricket as we know it uh, and changes the whole way people interact. It becomes the marquee event. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, all the people uh, and if you ever see a kiss cam and you have some thoughts about how it can be improved David Beckham's always open to suggestions uh, you've got to be flexible I learned that in my time as a professional footballer I don't know if you knew that about David Beckham um, but it was one of the many things that I focused on in my younger days was kicking a ball around a park in a way that bamboozled and perplexed um, but I think I might have eaten up a lot of my time David Beckham doesn't often check his, his watch uh, never had a, never had a course to. David Beckham let time be time and time let David Beckham be David Beckham. So in the end, oh, looks like the drinks break's finished. Oh, David Beckham's seen a whole entire drinks break at the MCG Boxing Day Test and I feel all the richer for it. Um, so I might sign off now and say, I hope you're all enjoying the, Chris, the, the, the cricket monologues. Um, I hope all of the little bits and pieces have been to your liking um, I'm sorry that Rick couldn't make the last bit um, but he's got no willpower he doesn't know, you know, he's an improviser everything's yes and, do you want another drink? Yes and I'll have two, yes and you know, it's never, no thanks, I've had enough, is it? No, that's the problem with improvisers they've got 
no uh, sense of when impro rules apply and when they don't. Uh, and in that way, I think improv as an art form is deeply flawed and is causing more harm than good. All right, peace out, says David Beckham. Merry festive season to all of yous. And, um, you know, cricket's not too bad. I mean, it's bad. It's no football. But when you throw a bit of David Beckham's kiss cam in, I think you'll find that cricket's going to... It's really going to pick up. All right, bye now, bye. Oh, hey, guys. Guys, I don't know. I say guys for guys and girls, because girl sounds weird, because most of you are women. Uh, but I don't mean anything by it. I also say dudes for, as a unisex word. Um, and Bridget Metherill says that as well. She says dudes for guys and girls. Guys and girls. Guys. I, I need help. Pedantic and Wellington, help me. What, what do I do? What's, what's the right way to address people? Anyway, uh, message me privately. Uh, so I think this is the last one from me. The other guys have done theirs. Nothing's changed here. It's fucking stinking hot. Everyone's sweating. We're drinking alcohol but not getting drunk because I, I feel like, and look with song, you might need to, uh, you can verify this. I feel like the alcohol just comes straight out of my pores as sweat and evaporates away into the ether. Uh, so, yeah, we've had a bit of a debate about how close to hold this sound recorder device uh, to our mouths. Uh, I think Rick's been really close, so there might be a lot of plosives coming out of Rick Brown's mouth. Uh, Jason said, like, hold it down near your belly button, I think. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So this... Oh, someone just went out. Holy fuck, something just happened in the cricket. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened, but some guy's going out, and there's a little four-wheeled thing with, like, a camera on it. I don't know what happened. People are running around. Most of the people are running off the ground. Oh, maybe maybe India declared. I think that's what happened. Maybe there wasn't a wicket. Or maybe there's a wicket and a declaration. Anyone that's not an Australian doesn't understand cricket. Uh, I'm sorry about all that. Yeah, I don't know. Shit's happening for the first time in the, in the whole day. This has been the most boring day of cricket. And we've been doing this for quite a lot of years. I remember being here. It's going to be at least doing this for 10 years, maybe more. Uh, and Rick and Jason used to do it, and I couldn't come because they do it on Boxing Day, and I'd have to do the, you know, my second family, like uh, wife's family or whatever it was. And they changed it so I could join in. But it, like I used to go with two other friends, like back in the early '90s. And so in all the time I've been coming, this has been by far the most fucking shit house day of cricket I've ever seen. The most exciting thing is right now there's a steamroller rolling out to flatten the pitch down because that's what we need a flatter pitch that does absolutely nothing uh, so I got a request earlier I think from Luke Wilson who liked geeking out on gut health so I'm going to talk about gut health uh, yeah keep your guts healthy guys keep your guts healthy um, what am I going to do let's look at this more let's, let's zoom out let's zoom out from this a little bit and say oh my god the steamroller threw a thing out of the side that looked like a body it's not it's sandbags but it looked like a body like a slow getaway, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, like, like 10 k's an hour kind of thing. No one will ever catch me, uh, like um, OJ Simpson style. Uh, so, you know what, here's the, here's the rule, guys, and girls, not girls, guys and women, oh, I know I should just end it, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, gut health, yeah, you know what, don't read bro science blogs, you know, don't read mummy blogs because they're full of misinformation, guys. Full of misinformation. They're just looking for clicks. 
they've read something somewhere, gone to PubMed or something, or, you know, some person of renown has actually released something and they've co-opted it and they've changed it into what they want it to be and, you know, they've fit their things and get their clicks and their bits and their bops and their, oh, the interwebs. Um, yeah, you know what? You're going to go into that stuff. Just, just dig a bit deeper, you know? Don't make your knowledge wide and shallow like a pond because you know what happens to a pond? It, it, it dries out in the heat. There's no ponds today. They've all, they've all dried up. All that's left is like maybe a little bit of salt in there, which is good on a day like today. Uh, that's rule number one. Get up in the morning, put a bit of, bit of uh, salt. And I don't mean your kind of crappy table salt with your anti-caking agents. Who, who wants that anti-cake? Cake's delicious. Um, so, you know, just a bit of a sprinkle of the good stuff. I heard the other day, and I don't know where I heard this, that... Vitamins, you know, like your Swiss and your Blackmores and your shit brands. I mean, they're all shit. It's unregulated. It's like cowboys in the Wild West. Because that's where the cowboys were. Um, apparently, they take great salt, pull all the minerals out of the salt, and then pack it into the multivitamins and things like that and say, hey, this is a multivitamin, which is awesome. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Maybe it was Pete Evans. Fuck that guy. So, yeah, gut health. I don't know. You know what? Just everything that I've read about food and diets and all that stuff, it all just comes back to the same thing. Just eat a fuck ton of vegetables, motherfuckers. A fuck ton of vegetables. And, you know, get one of those super, super high-powered blender things. Chuck a fuckload of vegetables in it. Just juice that shit. Juice is actually Ukrainian for cold, so don't cold that shit. Because that makes no sense. Just, uh, you know, like, blend it up. I've got one of those ones that's not so powerful and I have to eat my smoothie. Like, chew it and it's chewy as shit. And i got to say, the best I've felt in my life when I was just chucking shitloads of veggies into every meal I ever ate. So breakfast, like a big fucking blended smoothie kind of thing with all the green stuff and, you know, some apple for a bit of sweetness and whatever else you want in there. Lunch, whatever it was, probably a salad, like a big-ass salad with maybe some, you know, sardines or mackerel, because mackerel's good. Uh, I think keepers a mackerel, just like kind of made English or something. I don't know. Uh, and then dinner, whatever you want, a little bit of meat or something like that. Or, you know, if it's, you know, vegetarian Monday, meatless Monday. That makes more sense because it's, you know, alliterative. Uh, meatless Monday, you know, but just have like a fucking lot of veggies all the time. That, that's all you got to do. Like, seriously, that's all you got to do. Because they're low calorie. They're good for your gut. There's a whole bunch of digestible fiber and a lot of that stuff. You know, get some maybe some beans in there, you know, unless you've got problems with lectin, like if you you know, got Hashimoto's or something like that, which I think is a disease of samurais. I'm pretty sure that was racist. Um, so, yeah, just, you know what, you know, and make the best choice you can. You know, I heard some kind of famous crazy-ass chef like Michelin star dude just say, you know what, uh, we're out in the middle of nowhere, we came out to a road stop, all there was was McDonald's, so we gave our kids McDonald's. Because that was the best choice at that time. So you know what? Make the best choices. When you go shopping, don't buy the shit stuff. You know? Shop around the outside of your supermarket. Get the good foods. Get the real foods. Also, there's an app. I think I've spoken around on the podcast. Cluck AR by choice. Like choice.com.au or .org.au. And you scan the top of the egg carton. And it tells you if it's really free range. And some of those ones, like cold free range and your Woolworths free range, they're not free range. Josh's eggs, free range. So you scan them and it populates the top of the egg carton in AR so you can tilt the camera around and see the, egg, the chickens from all angles. If there's like two on the carton, that's super free range. It's, it's basically how much space they have to roam around. If it's like the Coles ones where they're just like fucking bang, 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 super solid and crazy but awesome looking because it's AR, uh, don't eat those eggs, guys. 
because those guys are just crammed in there. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, that's my uh, thing for diets, you know? Eat a little bit of good food. Also, meat should be expensive, you know? Because yeah, it should be like a, like a luxury meat, I think, you know? I think you should just, you know, not eat it all the time. Uh, all those blue zones, like where people live to 100. I don't know why they're called blue zones. But where people live to more than 100, like Okinawa, and I don't know anymore. There's some weird place, like a cult in California, where they all live really long. Two places in Italy, etc. You know what they eat? A lot of fucking seafood. And a lot of salads. Uh, and so the Mediterranean diet, pretty similar to that. So, you know, go for that. Except uh, Mediterranean people go, oh, well, fuck, Mediterranean, Italy, pasta. I'll eat a fuckload of pasta. You know that Italians eat pasta? Like, it's, it's almost like a side of beans or something. It's small. It's small. They don't eat a lot. Because uh, that's just a lot of fucking useless carbs. There's a guy called Charles Poliquin. He's like an old school, uh, you know, muscle dude kind of guy. Trains a lot of people. Really interesting, weird, out there dude. Uh, and his rule is, did you earn your carbs? You know, you want to eat pasta? You better be Michael Phelps swimming like a, you know, like just forever. Or, you know, mar- running marathons or doing obstacle course races and all that sort of stuff. Otherwise, just get your carbs from veggies, guys. They're all there, everything you need. Particularly those root veggies, you know. And also, it's not like the slow ones, you know. The glycemic index, I think they're proving that that's just bullshit now. Because, you know what, sometimes you need a little bit of potato. You, you want some fast-acting carbs. Other times you want, you know, I don't know, a slow-acting carb that I can't think of right now. Uh, so, yeah, just take care of yourselves. Move, breathe. Eat well. Do all those things well. And uh, I, I, I think that's it, guys. I think that's it. I think there's some gems in there. Uncut, rough as fuck gems, like buried underground in Kalgoorlie where you got to live underground to find them because it's like 50 degrees like it is here today. And, you know, sure, you might kind of say, well, that, that was kind of a shitty gem. But you know what? A gem's a gem. You can't polish a turd, but you can polish a gem unless the turd is dried out. Like, if it's white... You can. You can buff it. You can, you can buff it to a sheen. Not a shine, but a sheen. Uh, so it looks like uh, Australia's coming into bat, so I'm going to sign off. And I think I think Jason will do the thing and, like, fucking look us up on Facebook and whatever else he does normally. So uh, I'm going to say yo, 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 bye now. Sorry I didn't do any raps. Maybe I'll finish with a quick rap. Yo, 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 KMC in the house. Bringing it down like I'm Mickey Mouse. Don't sue me Disney because I'm in the house. That, that's all I got. All right. Uh, but bye now.